As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Welcome to the official Mass Singer Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Fox, executive produced by KT Studio. We are the one, the only official podcast for the Mass Singer. Unbelievable. Wow. You know what time it is, man. America's number one show in the biggest best mystery game on TV. Big words right there. Yeah. I'm your host, your boy Bow Wow, man, a.k.a. Well, I mean, you guys know me as the frog from season three. And I'm here to give you the lowdown on everything happening behind the scenes of your favorite show. Season four is off to a bang. Now, this is how it's going to go down. Each week, I'll be giving you guys an exclusive interview with the latest performer who has been unmasked. But lifting the curtain on what happens backstage is, uh... What? It's kind of tough. I mean, it really is. You know, the men and women that work on the show go to extreme measures to keep everything in secrecy. And when I say everything, listen to me, everything. Being a panelist on The Masked Singer, it is like being part of the CIA. You got to keep everything secret. I basically lived in a costume for like two months straight, all right? It was a pleasure to go home and be able to see my face in a mirror. <laughs> so getting backstage, is it's, it's like top secret security clearance at the Pentagon or something. It's literally that Insane. We've lost control. Do it. No. But I will be here with you guys all season, talking with all the insiders that make Mass Singer the biggest mystery game show in the world. Not just the city, not just the state, but the world. Okay? So we'll see what we can uncover. The clues for me give me life, and life gives me comedy. As a special bonus, I'm gonna check in with my main man, the clue czar, who will reveal a clue that's only available to our podcast listeners. I gotta watch you, clue czar. Ready for the clue? Please. Who is that? Hey, listen, man. Tonight's episode was epic. Okay? If there was a bigger word than epic, I would use it. Uh, uh, giant. It was enormous. It was... Okay, I, I, I think you guys get the point. But before we get to that, here's what went down on the first two episodes of season four. Just in case you didn't watch, which should never, ever happen again. I mean, ever. Episode one had amazing performances and the first ever duo on Mad Singer. That's crazy, right? Yeah, the Snow Owls. But not everyone could advance. The first one to be a mask, Dragon. And I couldn't believe who it was. 
and only Buster Rhymes. Moving on to episode two, this one right here was insane. We had a whole new group of six secret celebrities with only five moving to the next round. One had to go, and uh, as promised in the lead-up to the show, we were going to see a truly iconic moment in mass Singer history. What? It's not that part of the show yet. No, you can't do that. Men in Black, I need some help. What is happening? Oh, my God. Mickey Rourke. Tonight's episode kept that unpredictable energy up, and if you missed tonight's unmasking, you better stick around. Because I'm going to have the first exclusive interview with that performer later in the show. Oh, look, you don't want to miss this one. My man, you guys were all so close, but so far. Now that we're all caught up, let's get this started. Who is that? Part of what makes Mass Singer so fun is our amazing celebrity panel. I mean, you guys know, we'll be no show without the panel. Now, this week, I got to talk with the dude that is perhaps the funniest and most outrageous of them all. It's my bro. This is my guy, my main man, Ken Junk. Ken, what up? Can you hear me, baby? Oh, yeah. Yo, what's up, dog? What's up? What's up? Hey, guys. They hear the voice. They know who's in the house, man. Ken, what's going on with you, man? How you doing? I haven't seen you since, I don't even, man, it's been some months. I ha- yes, I haven't seen you since the finale of uh, season three, which you just crushed, by the way. Insanely Freeze. amazing. Just so good. I think it was it was the toughest finale we had to judge because it was in any any given Sunday kind of mentality. You know, you just never had a bad set, never had a bad set. It was incredible. Man, that's that's a major coming from you, man. Cause you guys see in so many strong vocalists on the show, and you know what I mean. So I, I have my doubts, but you guys definitely made me feel right at home every single time I hit the stage. So, um, and speaking of the show, can let's take them back just a little bit. How did you actually even get approached to do Mass Singer? Yeah, that's a great question. It turned out Mass Singer is the number one show in Korea. That's where the Mass Singer initially began. And my mom, uh, I'm of Korean descent, and even though my my parents, my Korean parents, live in America, they have a satellite and they and they watch all the Korean shows, and they love the Mass Singer. And my mom told me all about it. She sent me YouTube links of the Korean show, and she said, "You got to do the show." It's it, she actually said this show could change your career, and no joke. And uh, because initially I was skeptical. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I if I could do this or or you know if I have an aptitude for this. And um, and it was really my mom. Um, <laughs> my mom told me to do it. So if anyone listening out there, America, if you do what your mom tells you to do, everything will be all right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> mom's no best. It's crazy because no hearing best. your story because that's something that I didn't even know. And mm. it's kind of similar to why I did Mad Singer. You know, I had my doubts at first. I was a little skeptical. I was mm-hmm. like, man, listen, I can rap and move and perform. But if I have to really sing like Beyonce mm. style, I'm, listen, I'm going home before I even walk on the lot. It's over. <laughs> you know, but my but my daughter, my daughter was the one who put the battery in my pack, like in my back and said, yo, dad, this is my favorite show. Dad, you got to do it. You got to be the frog, dad. Do it for me, please, dad. I just want to be the cool kid. And I'm like... I can't let her down. So I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> I mean, well, Ken, look, when I was on season three, you had me in the frog suit 
Listen, I was sweating like crazy standing there, right? So, you know, I got the big old head on top of my already big head. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is, this is crazy. So they throw it to you and Ken is just so calm. I'm, I'm telling you right now, that, that's LL Cool J in that frog. And I'm like, I'm like, look. I said, I appreciate the compliment. You know, I listen, I listen. If I was built like LA, I would have busted out that frog suit. You know, and I said, yo, Ken is crazy. I'm like, this is my boy. Yo, he really guessed I was LL. And then to, to throw him off, you mentioned he was like, yo, I think that's I, I think that's a Fonz Rivera. I think that, that's Carlton from Fresh Prince. And and I said, okay, now we're Okay, now we're going to the height thing. Now, okay, I got it. That was a good guess. And I, I go, I say, I tell myself, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I have to throw a curveball at him, man, because Rob is too hot. Like he's too close. And right, remember, right. I started doing the Carlton dance, and That's even right. even Jenny got it, like, you know, and, I, and just to throw everybody off, but. Oh my gosh! Like me and your back and forth, man, on season three, we you had almost jumping over the table. Me oh, we had this thing going on, and oh. and with the look of the frog mask, because the frog mask, you know, the actual mask, it was my favorite outfit. It's actually one of my favorite outfits of the entire series because of that look on the frog mask face. It's so <laughs> adorable, yet it's so, but it's got that little bit of swag at the same time in the suit and everything like that, and. When we had that run um, where I was joking a little bit too much and I got annoying, and then there was that moment, and I forget, and I don't know how much they, if it was in the edit, but there was this, but in the, if they ever show like an uncut version of it, there was like that long cut, remember? Like, it, basically, it was like we're playing on different basketball teams and us challenging each yeah. other. Hey, let's just meet at the parking lot if you really think I'm that person, <laughs> you know? It was like, yeah, let's I'm just, jumping back you really you. think I'm Lil Fizz? Well, let's just, let's get, you want to go somewhere else and talk about this? It was that because the frog couldn't say much except through the modulated voice. But there was that moment. I was, even though I, I was having fun uh, comedically uh, doing that, and you and I remember that it was that little bit like we, it was that little mm. moment of Mass Singer universe <laughs> kind of squaring off. And then yeah. um, I went home. I was like, that may have been my favorite moment uh, on the series just because. That right there is where the panelists, the dynamic of the panelists and the contestant, and I felt like yes. you and I had the best time. You know, it, it was like a dance partner, mm -hmm. man. It was, without yep. even obviously, we couldn't work that out ahead of time because we can't see or talk to each other. So right. I felt like you and I had an amazing chemistry. You know, um, while we're while we we're doing that, while we're, while we we're doing that kind of run, and it was yeah. really. It, I got a charge out of that, to be honest. That just shows like the power of, of the show and, and, and being there at the live tapings, you, you're just unstoppable every single time Thanks, you man. just, you connected. And it's like um, the, the highest compliment I can give any performer. You're incredibly, it, almost impossible to follow <laughs> on a live hey, performance. Man, look, those words right there, man, I take that with- For real, it's the, the for real. grain of humble pie, man. It, it reminds me of- the, the the I remember the finale, the season three finale. I felt like was the most competitive finale. You know, uh, you know, at that time it was it was really just. I felt like everything was just um, uh, to me a toss up, and it it feels like that. Um, it feels like that again this season. There there's so many wow. um, to follow up from. Anyone from just thinking of the the contestants we've seen so far, from the popcorn to the seahorse 
was outstanding mm. who performed last week. Um, you know, I watch it with my family as well at, at home and was just blown away just just watching it. And and I just want to say, you know, something that maybe the Mass Singer um, audiences here may, may not know. Like I actually did a exhibition, like a one-off where I performed on the Korean Mass Singer show in costume just for one episode. It was the year of the pig. It was like 2019. You know, that's the Lunar New Year uh, sign. And so I dressed up as a pig and uh, <laughs> and I sang a song. And uh, the only thing is when you're not a musician like me, it's, it's so nerve wracking because as liberating as it is, you're also in a in a costume that could be constraining and prohibitive, you know, in terms of expressing movement. So it is, you know, th there's that there's that one challenge. Uh, did, for you, did you find that, you know, especially with, uh, w you know, with the frog outfit, you know, with the head, you know, did you find that challenging? What's crazy is 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 actually, Ken, I was so close to picking the astronaut. Like that was my pick. I was sticking with it. Wow. <laughs> and. That was my, and I know it, it blows me away when I tell them, but I said, listen, I have to be the first person to moonwalk in the moon suit on Mass Singer. It just makes sense, <laughs> right? And all my friends were like, yo, bro, you have to be the frog. You got to be the frog. You know, the, the, oh. the suit, I can move in it. I can run. I can dance. I can slide. And it just felt very organic to me. If You know, I didn't really have much. Like, my costume, I put it on. It took me less than a minute. You know, it was putting on a suit, sliding on, throwing my shoes on, and I'm ready to go. So uh, at first I was a little nervous, a little skeptical. But once you mm -hmm. get in it, you get the flow of it. You start becoming the character. And then it just comes alive after that. You know, it just comes alive. Oh, man. What I loved about your performance is that it just performances with it just your moves were just so, you know, actually, you, I remember you in the clue package, you had said that you were self-taught, right? With with yeah, all your moves. Yeah. So it was, I mean, because we were like, this is, and Nicole Scherzinger, who won Dancing with the Stars, was like, okay, this is good. You know, there was like, oh, there's a professional dancer. You know, this is someone who's, who's trained. And then one of my favorite moments, um, comedically on The Mass Singer, uh, it involved the frog. And I said, oh, it's definitely a little fizz. And Nick and I are going back, arguing back and forth. I was like, you know, you know, we carpooled together. <laughs> to, to yeah, 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 you did. You said, we carpooled you said, together. Man, he, he Don't even tell me yeah, it's not he, little he fizz. You know, yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, then, 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 yeah, exactly. Nick goes, well, if you carpooled together, why? How would you? You know, how would you? Wouldn't yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and you, and and the camera cuts to me, and I, and I'm speechless for the first time ever <laughs> on the show. I'm a very talkative guy, and I say nothing, and then I sit down, <laughs> and, and like Nick caught <laughs> <Got> me, <'em. laughs> and. It, <laughs> it was really it was one of my favorite moments just comedically on the show man and it was so when you just get excited and you just get hyped up and you're talking about all the clues yeah. and then you just uh <laughs> that's all because of the clues Ooh. you know that that the the clues for me give me life again life gives me comedy so it, it's that equation and uh and for me, you know, like I'm saying, it's it's the best escape ever right now. I really believe that America needs a mass singer more than ever because yes. we need if we can get away for an hour or two a week and just um, see what the frog is up to, see you know what the popcorn is up to, what the whatchamacallit or the thingamajig, you know, what could be better than that? You know, it's just so much yeah, fun. Man. I I always knew how to groove. 
You know, grooving is not dancing. Grooving is being cool. Dancing is dancing. So when I got to Mad Singer, you know, I, I get on set and, you know, I, I, I go through vocal. I'm like, okay, vocal, code. oh, this is going to be lit. Okay, cool. Time to go home. They're like, eh, no, you're going to go over to that building and you're going to go do some choreography rehearsals. I'm like, choreography? I don't dance. I'm a rapper. I don't. And for one second, I, I had to talk to myself and say, you know what? This is not a bow wow thing. You have to snap out of trying to be cool, trying to be, you know, the cool rapper. Like, you're not bow wow on this show. You are the frog, which means this is probably the only time that you can cut up and be who you are as if you are at home because the people can't see your face, right? And that played a big part of, you know, my, my uh, confidence level. You couldn't see my facial expressions, me hitting these moves, because we all know when you're a dancer, we, you know, dancers, they can hit some faces you've never seen before. And for me, man, it, it was different, but I loved the challenge. Like, in there, I remember, I don't know what performance it was, and when I looked at it, I said, there's no way. Like, you guys are playing. I know I'm winning, but now you guys are really thinking, listen, I'm not Usher with the dance moves, okay? We gotta, we gotta pipe it down just a little bit. Just to take it down a little bit. Yeah, I know how to Harlem shake. I know how to groove. I can do the popular dances. I can do the nay-nay. I can whip. I can do all of that stuff. But this was like next level. Justin Timberlake meets Usher Raymond meets Michael Jackson. Like, this was next level choreography. And I wanted it. I wanted the challenge. I wanted to learn it. I learned, you know, this particular routine, I learned this routine, I promise you, in 30 minutes. I stayed doing it, was late to vocals because I just wanted to nail it. I wanted to look back at this show and my performance and be happy with myself, knowing that I did something out of the box, I did something different, and the people loved it for it, and I didn't lose none of my cool points. So I know that I said that was the last question, but you brought up something important before I let you go. You said clues. Is there anything that you can give our Mass Singer podcast listeners? Any clues and deets on the snow owls and the sun? Any small clue? Being a panelist on the Mass Singer, it, it is like being part of the CIA. You got to keep everything secret and you got to, mm. we're all sworn to secrecy on, on so many things. And it's tough. It's tough. But that is that is not even the secret sauce. It's just the sauce of the mass singer is really not knowing who is behind the mask until the mask is off. Now, look, I told you guys all show long, I got big things coming in. And I'm telling you right now, it gets no bigger than this at all. I'm telling you. When I say big, this is big because this person right here is the first unmasked singer to come on to the show and holla at us. And it's my boy. Brian Austin Green, what's going on? I'm talking about actor, musician, producer. Oh, we got a lot in common, Brian. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Oh, wow. There he is. You're here. How are you? Oh, man. Yes. Hey. <laughs> oh, my. How are you, Ken? Brian is hilarious. How are you doing? Hilarious. You know, I guessed I'm you good. right. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. I got you right. Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. Oh, Between I nailed it. Oh, Phelps, man. You had it. <laughs> yeah, just you know, it's just the way I am. You know, I'm like the yeah. James Harden of the show. I just, I just nailed that three pointer just from a yeah. distance. I just, I yeah. just knew, I just knew it <laughs> totally was B-A-G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it, it was either between myself, Michael Phelps, or Lou Ferrigno. I figured you would get one of the three. 
good good work, man. Sorry for the long guess. Sorry, um, was, I, I well, got carried away. I yeah, got carried was, away, Brian. It wasn't. Great, it wasn't so much the length of it. I mean, it was. You, you talk. A, you talk a lot, but the costumes are really hot. I don't know if you've ever worn one. I know Bawa, you did. You wore a costume. Yo, B, they're, they're really B. hot inside. Yo, don't yes. look. Look, I sweated so. I've never sweated so much in my life. Never. Dude, it's like it's in, even in rehearsals. It's intense in rehearsal. I oh, would tell yeah. myself, "Don't go too hard. It's just rehearsal." And I find I myself remember. like, "Yes." Yeah, it's I remember crazy. doing a wardrobe fitting for it, and the the first time, like they put all the stuff on, and I was sitting there in the in the room doing it, and I was thinking, "Man, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle." Like I'm not claustrophobic at all, but it's a whole mm. different level of hot, man. It's like you're, it's there's no air circulation at all inside. It's really stale air and really hot air because it's your breath hitting you in the face every time you breathe. And then you have to dance and and sing, and it's it's uh, and then Ken talking for an hour and a half, you know, about yeah, garlic I, I, I knots. Talked, and stuff. I talked for an hour and a half of of a wrong guess, and <laughs> and to and to Brian's point, you know, point, what, though, you stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the guess? Stuck the landing. I give I give you that. You you were absolutely committed. <laughs> I stuck hey, the Brian, landing. You thought but I was Brian L. Cool J. <laughs> yeah, what did, yeah what did, thought. he thought I was LL Cool. So I, I wanted, I want to hear. You gotta take me back. I want to hear guys. Guess is like I get what, nervous. What? I panic. Okay, guys, guys, I get anxious. Yeah. The camera's yeah. on me. I'm not That's a musician. I'm not a recording artist, and I get a little bit anxiety. And then I, and then I reach. Big time. Now I knows. Like you start trying to figure out, like, okay, what little things can I do to, like. Yep. Make make the guesses further away from myself, like mm-hmm. certain ways of walking or certain ways of yep. like I started I started thinking like I'm going to start singing more like with a w- with a bit more of like a, a Jamaican accent and all of like I was really I was I was really I was really reaching. <laughs> yo, I promise you, I said. I did the same thing. I said, now this song, I'm going to sing it a little higher. I'm going to try to get in this one. Instead of right. like doing I'm it like this. this I'm like, like Bob Marley. Like Bob Marley's, like, you know, yeah. long lost cousin that he doesn't ever want to know he had. Yo, and, and it, Brian, how did you go about getting the songs? Were you picking records that you were comfortable with? Literally, we had the first Zoom call about songs. And it quickly strayed from what what I imagined. The first song I was going to come out to was, funny enough, was Robin's song, When I Get You Alone. And then I recorded it with with Tim working on vocals. And all of a sudden they were like, okay, well, how about this song? <laughs> and I text, I text, I text Robin after, afterwards. And I was like, man, I was going to come out to it when I get you alone. But that's a, that's a hard song to sing. And he was like, man, I have trouble singing that song. And I was like, okay, oh, that man, makes me feel crazy. a little better. <laughs> so so it, shout it, out to it, Tim, it man. Like a, yeah. It seemed like a great idea, like in theory, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, we were looking at uh, Jamiroquai. We were going like virtual insanity in that direction. And then I couldn't sing that either. So I was like, man. <laughs> so we went with the Peas because they were on my album in 95 before they had their solo deal. Uh, like Will, Will came up with the name Black Eyed Peas in my 
kitchen, I think, at my at my wow. old house. Like he, wow. I've known him and App forever. And and then Taboo, like when he used to just dance with them, they used to come to my clubs that I would promote and all of that. So I'd known them forever. So I mean, lyrically, it was a lot because they they have a lot of energy and they're 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 a bit more up tempo, but uh, it's still fun, man. And 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 Miguel, the the music supervisor and, and creator on the show, he did a great job with the whole opening, and it was it was fun. It was it was a really good time. And you then, crushed uh, it. You crushed that Black Eyed Peas song. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like, was he telling you, hold your head down? Did he ever tell you that? Don't hold it up high. Hold it <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did a little bit, but you know, it was it was challenging this year because we had to do everything by Zoom. We oh, I, I yeah, met with talk Tim, about that, please. I met talk with about Tim that. a couple times in the in like a different studio space to sort of go over stuff and try stuff, but. It, it ended up being way more useful over Zoom because when we would be in the mm. studio, it was like he had to be in a different room. We had to, you know, we either had to have masks on or he had to be on the other side of the glass. It was like this whole, I was in a vocal booth by myself and it was like, man, this isn't, this isn't really helping me. Like I, you know, I'm, I feel wow. like I'm just in a studio wow. recording vocals and that's not, I, I need more than that. So we ended up doing most of everything on Zoom. I had, I had three wardrobe fittings. I had costume meetings and producer meetings and, and everything on Zoom. And and we did about, I'd say, 15 meetings before we started taping. And I, I had no idea what I was walking into the first day when I got to the stage because I hadn't been anywhere. I mean, I was getting tested up until that point, probably once a week, just in case we would do in-person stuff. And then once we were with the stage shooting, then we would do tests like every two or three days and it was with uh with COVID it was really it was really challenging to do for sure and then doing doing the wardrobe fitting with a mask on that kind of stuff oh my gosh I couldn't imagine and Ken just hearing his process of this season what he had to go through it's crazy because COVID hit like right as we were done maybe like a month later so we got a chance to get in and get out but Ken I couldn't even imagine learning songs and then the vocal thing, like trying to get to Tim through. And by the way, guys, for all the, our podcasters, Tim is the vocal coach on the Mass Singer who works with a lot, uh, pretty much all of us. And I just couldn't imagine, man, just trying to sing and hit notes through, you know, an app or on Zoom. And that that had yeah. to be tough. My hat is definitely saluted, and I salute to to you and everyone because to not have that direct connection with your vocal coach, it, it's got to be even more challenging. But another thing that was challenging as well is the secrecy, the privacy aspect, the fact that we cannot tell our children, we yeah, can't tell our it. wives, girl, no one ha- can know. Like, was that hard yeah. for you? Yeah, it, it it sucks when you're working on something and like I have the kids here and I, you know, you, you get excited, like you want to tell everybody. And, and the idea of like, I just had to go into everything going, you know, yeah, I'm working next week. You know, I can't talk about it. Sign an NDA and people were like, okay. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll let you off the hook this time. It's not until you get there that you really realize the, uh, the gravity of it. Like everyone was calling me giraffe and all of that, which I know, I know, Bow, <laughs> yeah. you were experiencing the same thing. Everyone was oh, calling Oh, they never this. called me Bow. Never. They get right in their heads like, okay, you know, I'm going to call you giraffe. And I was like, but, but you know who I am. Like we're on Zoom. You see me. You know, you know, that's not my name. And it didn't. And that was that was the hardest thing to get used to. It's weird. It's like, you know, Ken, imagine if you grew up being Ken and all of a sudden people were like, yeah, so we're going to call you Mike on this job. And you're like, wait a minute. But, you know, my name is Ken. 
and literally everybody sticks Mike to John. it. And all of a sudden, Mike everyone's John. like, "Hey, so Mike, no, for real, like you know, can you do a can you do a wardrobe fitting tomorrow?" And you're like, "Sure, Stacy, that's not your name, and Mike isn't my name, but you know, whatever." So, so I've been getting, I've gotten a few texts since the show. And I've specifically said to people, like, listen, don't call me giraffe anymore. Like, that's, that ship has sailed, man. I'm done. I, you know who I am. And, and I respect you. <laughs> and I consider us friends. But we're not, we're not truly friends unless you call me by my name. So <laughs> I hear that. I put the smack down on that real fast, man. I put the kibosh on the whole giraffe thing. Giraffe was done after oh. episode two. <laughs> oh my gosh i couldn't imagine oh, man. man having that neck oh my god yeah oh, that costume is crazy man the costume itself aside from the head was like four layers thick because you have an outfit underneath with a hood that's just for sweating so it can so the sweat doesn't run down your body it catches the sweat then yep. you have the outfit that goes over it but i had like steps that i had to put everything on in like i had to put on the pants first and then the shirt had things that held the shirt down on my pants. So I had to step through those and then the shirt zipped up the back. Like I had this whole intricate outfit. And if I didn't put it on or take it off in the right order, I, I couldn't do it. It was like a Rubik's Cube. But it was it was crazy, man. It was, it was definitely a bucket list experience. And I'm glad it's mm -hmm. done. <laughs> like, oh, man. like I'll check that off and go, okay, done. Did that. I need to go, <laughs> I need to go cage diving with great white sharks and I need to... I've done skydiving. I did the mass singer. I had Ken yeah, talk man. for an hour and a half. Like I'm good. I can't hey, get him, Ken. Come no, on, man. No, you can't go out no, like that, I, Ken. Come on, out on the podcast, I, hey, Ken. You know what? I mean, if I had a if if I was a DJ and and I had a name, it would be DJ Read the Room because I I was definitely I feel everybody's pain right now, and it definitely I I read it and I feel it, and it is just seeing your outfit, Brian. It was like when. I mean, it, I, I'm just thinking about how that first time we saw you perform, I just remember me and Nicole were looking at you like, this is a recording artist. This is like you just crushed, you know, let's get it started. So for you to say you don't consider yourself a recording artist, I mean, I was like, oh, you are. I mean, you are a musician and, and Listen, you show I, that. I appreciate on that. On the show. I, I honestly am not. For real. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of the things I walked away from that experience thinking was, you can have a really good ability of connecting with people. And I felt mm -hmm. like I had a lot of fun with you, even though we didn't say two words to each other. I felt like he's doing something and then I'll right. respond to it. And then he knows I'm responding and then he'll play right. it. And then, so we play, it was like a tennis match without a tennis ball. Like it was really, it was really fun because that was such a unique situation. And that's, that that just takes a lot of listening on your part to do. So I commend you for sure on that because that was. Oh, I mean, when you had when you had people bring out like uh, I think something for you to rest on while I was doing <laughs> yeah. my insane guess, and then I mean, literally bow out. He 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 was lying down taking a nap and doing these things, you know. And I was just going on and on and on and just annoying everybody. And I'm just going and I'm just like reaching, reaching, reaching. That became the the fun part of it like the you know the the stuff with you like i remember when i didn't get uh eliminated the first night after let's get it started but you talked forever i i remember thinking like <laughs> i came i came 
I came to set He's not the next day and I was in. like, not I was like, in. okay, so there's, I saw a bedazzled stool somewhere. I was like, could, wow. could the men in black just have that offset? So that was they you could bring me that the was stool you. when I asked. Yeah. Oh my, wow. You're again, the, the creativity that you bring and you're right. Bawa and I were talking <laughs> about the connection we yep. had like uh, the frog and, and I had a connection last year that was similar dynamic. We didn't know who was behind the mask, but just the fact that both of us, you know, like we're engaged in, in, in that dynamic of the show of the, that it's almost like you're in this, this mass singer universe, you know, and then, yeah. and we're all just kind of playing in this, in the sandbox. For me, when they would give me my schedule, and it and it happened to me, and I want to know if it happened to you. When you go last of the day, and you have to sit <laughs> in the trailer, and you have to wait With all the day, yo, if Man. you're going on last, like, did you get that yet? I mean, like, did you so go? No, on, I, I didn't, mean, I didn't have to go on last, but you know, the first oh, show, lucky. you have oh. five performances. So, Ken. Bro you you don't know. They no. put you in your trailer with a live feed, so you the only yep. thing you can watch is Mass Singer. You can't watch. <laughs> I asked him. I was like, "Hey, so you know the direct? I see a direct TV. Like, do I get any sort of channels?" And they were like, "No, no, it's just there for looks. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You don't get it because I wanted to watch like CNN or something. I felt like I was missing stuff. So I'm watching Mass Singer literally all day. Yeah. And, and what they do then is they. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they 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 rehearse dance like you know musical numbers and then they do they they replay the rehearsals back like five or six times and they do you know they they do sort of a a camera call like okay camera five camera one camera two like they and yep. you're sitting in the trailer and that's literally all you're listening to so I would turn that down and then it was like man I have to learn lyrics and. I remember when I got there and I said to him, I was like, are there going to be teleprompters or something for lyrics? Because I'm not going to remember all these. And, and they were like, oh yeah, there's three of them. I was like, oh cool. There's three of them. Three of them the size of like my laptop, like, and, and you know, 50 feet away. I was like, man, those don't do they are any deep. good. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. And yeah. And, and they don't, you know, doing, doing, let's get it started. There's enough lyrics in that. I was like, man, you can't, unless you're putting one word at a time on that screen. Like that's, I just have to memorize this because those teleprompters, I don't get it. You can go to Costco and you can get, you know, 50 inch TVs pretty cheap. Like, why do you guys need to and invest in up. some bigger telephones? Oh, man, these are great notes, oh. Brian. I got it. I'll bring it up. I'll bring well, it I have up. A million yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. So, get the direct TV working in the trailer, get the teleprompters bigger. <laughs> so so you're stuck in the trailer all day watching, you know, watching them rehearse uh Mass Singer. And so finally it's tape night. And you do your performance and you go back to your trailer and you see the other performances and you're like, oh man, it was, you know, good performance, son. Like you don't know who anybody is. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden they get to like, you know, you get up on stage and, you know, and the person going home tonight is, you know, dragon. And you're like, ah, oh, you wave the dragon and you go away <laughs> you go back to the trailer and you're like, man, I just, I just want to see his unmasking. And, and so you're sitting in the trailer and I'm taking off all the clothes and I'm getting ready for his unmasking. You know, they get up to the point where they're where Nick is twisting his head. And I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I can't wait to see who it is. And and I get a knock on the door from a PA, like, you know, your car's ready. And I said to him, I was like, hey, five minutes. I just want to see this unveil. And the screen 
goes black. <laughs> like they don't, they don't show the unveil in the live feed because they don't want anyone to give away who was on the show. So I was like, man, I watched this whole damn thing. You waited eight nothing. hours. Like they went black on this unveil. Live feed. You know, yeah, all totally. the cameras. Yeah, watching off. this live feed all day long. I know all of his yep. moves. You get, you, get, you get like associate producer credit because you gave ideas That's... on how to, what, what to do with the jib and right. the crane. And you yeah, know, you're all sitting there, you have a walkie talkie, you're like camera three, <laughs> camera four, camera yeah. two. <laughs> Brian, man, we appreciate you for checking in. I promise we will never call you the giraffe again when you <laughs> promise, Brian. You, promise, Brian. Thank you for having me, Brian. man. And at some point, Bow Wow, you and I will meet. And uh, and thank Definitely. you for having me on the show. And Ken, Definitely. Good and time, Ken, man. man, you were awesome. You were amazing. And this was special because Ken was actually, you know. He ended up co-hosting with me today, which I definitely appreciate. So big <laughs> shout out to Ken. I appreciate you for hanging out with me. And, uh, and we're all Brian, part of the man. same and, uh, family. No, I was just. Oh, uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, season four is here. Matt Singer makes you guys tune in. Brian, thank you so much, my brother, for tuning in as well, for checking in with us. And like you said, man, and uh, we'll be calling Ken for that dinner invite, too. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, that. both, said, both uh, of you. Yes, a a absolutely. Coffee, dinner's on me. Else. Yeah, I'm with nothing that. else, man. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> yeah, All right, guys. All thanks right, for fellas. Having me. Appreciate you guys, nice man. Peace, y'all. Always. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. And now. What we've all been waiting for. Exclusive to iHeart listeners and, of course, our super fans. Here's the only place you'll get an extra clue. This is our clue czar. Now, look, I'm not going to give you his name, of course, because, you know, secrecy is a big thing around here with the mass Singer. He is the brains behind every clue package. He comes up with all those riddles, all those subtle hints, and all the stuff that could throw you completely off. Trust me, I tried to guess, and I'm wasting my own time. I'm telling you that right now. Clues are what up, baby? You there? I'm here, man. Excited to do this with you, Frog. I know, man. I'm excited to have you on the show. You know what I mean? They got me. They called me to come down here and do the dirty work. I said I'm available. Let's make it happen. I'm here with you. <laughs> I just I only know you as the Frog. I can't I can't use your real name. We're just so conditioned against using celebrity names. So and I, it's gonna and be I tricky totally to call you because <laughs> yeah, because when I left set, they told me you're Frog forever. Just know that anybody associated with the show. We're calling you frog, and I, I've already accepted that already. Yeah, that's the thing people don't know is we don't, even in private, we don't say the celebrity name. We don't put it in an email. We don't put it in a document. It's literally nowhere. It's just frog. And so seeing, it's, 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 it's weird to say, from... yeah, it's weird to still say. Exactly. So you couldn't even say one. my name. You couldn't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> but question though, uh, Clues are just, just real quick, man. How long have you uh, been on the show? I got in season one, started out in a different role, and eventually kind of became the Cluzar. How did, how did you end up having like one of the coolest names in Hollywood? Like that, that's crazy, <laughs> the Cluzar. Cluzar. How did that come about? Cluzar is kind of new. Uh, it just, I think, basically, I, I, I did Clues in season two and then kind of took over in season three. My partner in Clues, we call the Clue Queen. And, uh, mm. and we have a, a couple other people on our team, but it's, uh, it's the Cluzar and the Clue Queen. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and even just speaking of things that are crazy, um, tell all of our like our, all of our podcast listeners about you know how tough it is to put together these clue packages because there's a lot that goes you know into these packages and, and these packages are, are are a big deal because they actually help us get closer to who we think 
um, you know, that person is under that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of layers that go into these and we're trying to accomplish a lot in like 45 seconds. We're trying to right. a tell a story about each celebrity and really help viewers connect with them. Cause this is like their chance to really talk and tell their story. But obviously we're also trying to have a wide range of verbal and visual clues and some are kind of on the nose. Some are for casual fans. Some we hope the panel will pick up on. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And then we have some that we call deep cut clues that are just for like the hardcore viewers who, uh, you know, are on Reddit and Twitter and pause the screen and find these little gems that we put in there. Mm. Um, and then, of course, we sometimes try to throw in clues that could lead to other celebrities that are have similar voices uh, that are also real clues like for you for example i think we did a toy soldier uh -oh. and <laughs> that made the panel think of a soldier you were soldier boy but actually you know you worked with soldier boy and you're in a soldier video with destiny's child so it was a real clue to you but it kind of pushed the panel nice. in a different direction so we try to balance all of these things in 45 seconds and tell a story that will hopefully help the audience connect and care about you and want to root for you Man, it's just crazy listening to you how you come up with these clue packages because yeah. you they don't understand how in depth you get. Even when I would watch mine back, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was even stumped. Y'all got me, and I'm me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, a line about what is what does that have to do? And then one of my boys actually got in and said, Bro, like Mike, you got struck by lightning, remember? With the shoes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. See, that's too deep. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even have thought. Um, you know, even past that, but no, I was just saying with you, there was just, I loved all the clues with like the movies you did. Like there were so many, like my clues and lottery ticket clues and, and you know, bounce. we did a clue with when T-Pain was on and you gave him the friendship bracelet and it was because he was the clerk in lottery ticket that gave you the winning ticket. Like it's those yep. finding those connections are just awesome when you can find them. And then obviously it was like a misdirect that people thought it was someone else who sang that song. So did a, a, a terrific job at putting it like right in front of us without giving us too right. much but it, it felt that we had just enough to guess it like to guess and that's the whole the the the, the, the that's what keeps us watching that's what keeps us tuned in is i got it i got it and what that what is the curve and i love it and the giraffe like how you know we had brian on earlier how did you Come up with his clue package. Like yeah, so his first package was actually all about his rap career. So again, right. you look at the theme of the package, it was a carnival. Because his rap mm -hmm. album that he released was called One Stop Carnival. So right off the bat, there's a big clue with that. Um, and that whole first kind of package was about the album because it didn't do so well. <laughs> so I don't know what he told you uh, in the interview, but the package was kind of about how he got ridiculed for it. So we saw the crowd throwing apples and tomatoes at him. Wow. The apples, of course were green apples for his name, Green. Uh, mm -hmm. He said he was in Knots because he was literally in Knots Landing, the TV show. Uh, mm -hmm. There were a bunch of car references, so that kind of misdirected the panel to think he might have been a racer or a race car driver, but he actually loves racing. He won the Celebrity Grand Prix in 2010. So mm. that was kind of his package. And at the end, he said, that's a rap. So rap album right there. These clues are hard, but it amazes me because these fans, they get them sometimes. They get them. They do. Yeah, no, I, I look, I read everything online. And, and the fun thing is when fans find clues that we didn't even know that were in there. Because, you know, everything can exactly. be a clue. Uh, like my fa one example from last year was one of my favorite clues was for, for White Tiger Gronkowski. We had a 
a four score and seven years ago poster with like Abraham Lincoln on it and George Washington. So it was for Patriots and then four score and seven years ago is 87, which is his number. Mm. But someone on Reddit yep. said also he scored four touchdowns seven years ago, which is true, which I had no idea about, but it was like this amazing connection that sometimes happens on the show. So it was like a double clue that wasn't even intended. Sometimes we do like recurring clues where there's a clue in each package. And when you add them all up at the end, they kind of make, make something else. So you got to look for those too. Finally, I'm dying to know with everybody else, who is Popcorn? And can you please give us a little clue and give us some clues about group A, you know, Anything can I can I can I can I get a clue? popcorn? You want a you want a kernel? You want a kernel for popcorn? Uh, see that might be a, a right. hint right there. You said kernel <laughs> popcorn. I gotta watch you, Cluzar. I'll tell you watch what. You. Frog. I'm gonna bow wow. I've never. I'm gonna say bow wow even for this. You. Okay. You may actually have a connection to popcorn, but I'm drawing a blank. That may Wait, or may not mean clue? anything to you. That's the clue. See, this is why we have the clues are for a reason, because he just stumped me. That's how good he is. <laughs> That's why he's on The mass Singer. You're not going anywhere. Clues are, man. Look, I appreciate <laughs> you for calling in and checking in with us right here on The mass Singer Podcast. I appreciate you. I'm going to let you go ahead and get back to work so you can Come up with some more clues, cause. All right, thanks. You know, and, w- and when you find out who Popcorn is, you're gonna be like, "Oh man, I should have known." Oh. You know we gotta talk about. I can see your voice, man. It's only right, man. Tell us about the new show. Uh, uh, just, just, just talk to us about it, man. I know you're excited, man. What, what, what can we expect? Yeah, it's a lot. It, it, it really is a lot of fun, and, and it's called "I Can See Your Voice," and it airs. Um, right after The Masked Singer and is uh, some of the same producers of The Masked Singer, some of the same crew behind the scenes are involved. So it really is an honor to be a part of it. And again, it's an adaptation of a South Korean show by the same name. And it's one of the mm. top shows. I think they've had like eight seasons in Korea. And again, I asked my mom <laughs> when I got offered to be the host, <laughs> no joke, last year I asked my mom, have you heard of I Can See Your Voice? And she was like, on it, and just sent me some YouTube links, and I saw it, and <laughs> I swear, that's exactly how it went down. And um, <laughs> and again, my mom told me to do that show. <laughs> so, I went, oh. that's exactly, my mom doesn't even like me saying it. She's like, well, stop, stop saying it, stop saying that, you know? I was like, well, that's true, you know? It, it's it's like, you know, you know, st- you know, the narrative's too convenient. You know, my mom's like, okay, you know. <laughs> What are you, kid show business? Why are you talking like that? And it really is. Um, it, but it was fun to develop the show from the ground up because um, we had a pilot. I got um, I got to be behind the scenes and kind of um, at least go to developmental meetings with right. um, the showrunner, James McKinley, and uh, Craig Plestis, who also uh, exec produces The Masked Singer. And mm-hmm. um, shout out to Dan Swimer, who's a great, uh, really a great producer, and, and Mike O'Connell, one of my one of my dearest friends and Melinda C. We're all like behind the scenes. And, you know, I was, I was able to have the best seat in the house behind the scenes is kind of like, like learning how to develop an yes. unscripted show. 
This is a great. Yes. This is gonna be. This is this is amazing. So, congrats. Yeah, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to be. And it's always good Thank talking you, to you, sir. It's always good. So much love. Always. Much love. Much love your family. You too, man. Stay Thank safe, you so man. much. See you soon, kid. Absolutely. Let's do it. It's a wrap. Want to shout out everybody for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Join me next Wednesday with the next unmasked singer. Who will it be? I mean, who will it be? I'm not telling you. You got to tune in and find out. I'm always bringing you all the inside scoop and another exclusive clue. The official Mass Singer podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Fox, executive produced by KT Studio. Every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tune in to the Mass Singer on Fox every Wednesday night. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.